Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebe's podcast, the pod all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you're driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. And I thought I just want to make it simple for us to just, as you say, being a strong servant. So I'd rather change the topic to that because the other one, you need a dictionary to get it. Amen. Being a strong servant. And we spoke harsh, uh, not even harshly, uh, extensively on the matter of serving. Uh, and we spoke about two things you need to overcome to become a good servant. And we spoke firstly about uh, the importance of being trained. And we said it is very important that all servants be trained on the issue of servitude. It is important that you receive training to understand what servanthood is. It is very important that you receive training to understand what servitude may take from you. Uh, we explain thoroughly that some people are bad servants because they are not told that they should be servants. They are not taught thoroughly about the issue of servanthood. That's why I have to teach about the issue of servanthood. Because most of us, even when we are, some of us may not, or we are Christians, uh, we may we may have our own ideas of what Christianity is. Yeah, we think that maybe Christianity is a Sunday suit. Uh, uh, being a Christian is looking forward to becoming a pastor. Yes, uh, which is which is which is all good and well. Uh, or maybe we might think, because I remember when I was young, I, I, we, we could recognize Mzalwane from no Mzalwane. Because, because Mzalwane from Monday to Monday, no jeans. Oh, what I'm doing now? Ah. Preaching with a jean. Uh, in my time, uh, they would have kicked me off the pulpit quickly. Uh, I would have. Uh, you are preach Mzalwani with a jean. Yes. I, I'm telling you, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If they were to find you in a movie theater. Oh, you will have trials. You guys, you guys are you guys are American Christians. Yes, because when, as you see us, can you call you together? Oh, you are about to be kicked out of the church. Or you are using, you are listening to the devil's instruments. 
Which is not a lie. It does not change. It's still true. Uh, but the conservativeness of Christianity has changed. So many, many ideas about what you think Christianity is may be very wrong. And many of us, we came to, to Christianity being drawn by different things and being there for different things. So the assumption of a preacher sometimes is to think that the reason you are here is the same reason he's here. Yes. So the truth is not really. Yeah, there might be a brother here who saw a sister walk in and <laughs> says, next week I'm going. Yeah. Uh, we don't know you, but maybe you saw a sister and you're like, without us preaching to you, the sister was a sermon. Uh, said, hey, next week I will put on perfume to go there. Oh yes, we don't know. So the idea is to think that, oh, the, the real way you think about Christianity. We always assume, oh, a Christian thinks this way believes this way responds this way but it is not true without teaching yes we believe that Christians are supposed to be servants not all of us believe that because most of us are not taught scripturally about what servanthood is so being taught is very important. Not to leave things to assumption. To really ingrain you in teaching and understanding of what it is really to be a Christian. Yes. When we talk about servanthoods, we are talking about the core reason, the core reality that should really make you a different person as a believer. When I relate to you, I will want to see how much of a servant you are. So that I can know how much of a Christian you are. So that's why it's very important to teach on certain things, even though we think are obvious. That's why Christ says, teach them. Yes. To become disciples. So to become a disciple is a is a culmination of many teachings in your life that make you become that. So it shows us. Okay. Let's put the verse on the screen quickly. Teach them to become disciples. So it shows you that being a Christian or being a church member is easier than being a disciple. Because I can simply become a church member by filling in a form. But to become a disciple, there must be a culmination of teachings that have come into my life. I have been taught certain things. You see, if you, if you have, I've dealt with many artists. 
Go to the next verse. And teaching them to obey everything I'm commanding you. Right, Unsusi, they got around teach more nineteen. Can I quote the wrong verse? I said, no, no, it's not possible. Yeah, teaching them to obey everything I am commanding you. I'm dealing with the issue of teaching. Oh, you want me to deal with another issue? Is this an issue you want to hear? So, the Bible says, teach them. Really teach them. So, to become a disciple, it means there is a culmination of teachings that you have. I have dealt with many artists. Some of the artists you have seen on TV, they have have come here. They have sung to us. Yes. There are some artists, when, when, when I listen to their songs, before I met them, they will sing a song and you would your heart would feel like there's no way this person is not discipled. Oh, and they would say words that sound like they're discipled. When you love the law with all your heart, Jesus. I don't know, maybe let's say we are singing a song. What is a song that is popular of gospel today? Okay, I'm not going there. I'm just blessed by that song. Oh, yes. We are singing a song like, We give you all her glory. We worship you, my Lord. Oh, my goodness. You feel the anointing. You are saying, Oh, this is an anointed. And they say, We give you all. And you are seeing the crowd. Then he stops the song for a while. Let the piano go. He says, Sometimes you gotta give God all the glory. No, it's not only about you, it's about God. This is real. And when God is really real to you, you will see it in how you are moving with God. That's why you must give him the glory. Somebody give him the glory. Give him the glory for everything. Everything that's yours belongs to him. They're like, wow, when you're hearing this man, you're saying this man sounds very disabled. Let me invite him to the church. You're like, oh, not every sound means the reality. Because in my dealings with this person, I did not see him wanting to give God the glory. Because uh, he never told me what, what's going on in it. He does not ask me, Bishop, what's going on in your church? I'm coming to minister to your church. What are the things that you are dealing with? He starts, he starts by saying, I'm 50,000. 
Please send your deposit before I come. Please make sure I eat a, a, a king, 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 what do you call it? King prawn. Uh, appetizer. Water. Uh, please, not any water. Don't come with any water. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, how, you are coming to my church, but it feels like I'm working hard to make you come and minister. And when you, when you hear the harshness and the brutality they speak in, and I'm like, Yo, you are the same person who was blessing me a week ago. So that was some artist, I can't even listen to them. The way they dealt with me was brutal. Oh, wow. You don't get it. You don't get it. Yes. So, I, I, there, are, there are only several artists I call. It's because when I deal with them, I sense a little bit of training. I sense these people have been taught how important other people are. I sense they've been taught how important ministry is. When they tell you, oh, listen, this is not about money. Yeah. They think we are lying. It's not about money. Another man of God came who was preaching, he was singing. I'm giving you an example. I'm hoping that you will get something in this example. That man of God, he, he said, okay, I need transport and whatever to come here. It was, it was just an amount. I'm coming to minister there. Then he came. And he ministers. And he says, you know, man of God, I felt in my spirit the Lord talked to me. And say, the money you have given me to honor me, I must give you back. Hey! I said, wow. Don't you think that person will stand out in my mind? Listen. There is a, when you look at that, when the person talks like that, you realize there is a training behind him. There is a teaching. That he understands. Not all people are the same. They are trained people and they are people who are not trained. And the behavior tells us. We won't tell you. Or, oh, you, you look like... Don't you see sometimes your teacher will tell you... Can't you tell me what asking the issue. Why are you being trained? Is this how you behave at home? You, you lack training. You look like a novice. You look like you're behaving like an amateur. That's why it's easier to have a guest of a person who's well trained to, to invite them in your house and for them to live with you. When they are trained, they are easier. 
Yes, but a person who's not trained to invite them in, you are scared even yourself. Training makes it easier for you to be digestible. It may, you, people are trained at digestible. So that's why the Bible says, teach them to become disciples. Teach them to obey. So there is a teaching you need in your life to teach you to become a disciple. So the difference between a Christian and a disciple is the level of training and teaching that is deposited into the person. Yes, you can be a Christian, we celebrate you. But it is not the journey. The real journey is discipleship. It is transforming an arrogant thinking to a servant mindset. To change something that is selfish to become selfless. To take someone who is self-absorbed, self-centered, to become centered on everybody else. To take a person who considered nothing of value, but to start to consider other people as value. What kind of... The question is, are you still a disciple or are you still a Christian? Because a disciple is taught, is trained. Look, if you look at this church, you will realize if you are here long enough, there's nothing we don't train. Oh. We train everything. That's why if, if by chance you go somewhere, you, the level of understanding you'll have from us, it will be too deep. The understanding of the level of how things are supposed to run, it will be too deep. Because every single thing is trained. Yes. Yeah, and, and you see, when you want to see training, is when things run like they are not trained. It looks like everything is just happening automatically, but it's not happening automatically. It is through training and rigorous training and teaching that certain things go a certain way. Do you know that there are some people who are living in this organization but they cannot name it because they are not trained what organization is? When you look at only their phone, how and you look at the people they are talking to, just their WhatsApp message. You can see this person is confused and disorganized. They don't know who they are. 
When they talk to someone, they are a rapper. When they talk to another person, they are a chama boy. When they talk to another person, they are, they are, they are a Christian. When they talk to someone else, they are they are they like, like what are you? You look like you don't. What's who are you? Bafrika ni kiri ntoto ngataka na kuelungu rabati ipoto haru oman. Oh, when you talk to someone else, you are a rebel. When you talk to another one, you are loyal. You, hey, hey, what? How are you? What are you? No, it's because there is a level of training you don't have about order and organization. So you believe that your life being too disorganized is a way to express your individuality. But it's an expression of your disorganization mentally. Amen. I fit in everywhere. Oh, it's a problem. Listen, the more exclusive something becomes, it doesn't fit in everywhere. Oh, you didn't get me. Me or my stick another. The more important something becomes, it doesn't fit in everywhere. Imagine buying, like, imagine, where do you think you would buy something like this? A hat that can tend to be an underwear, that can tend to be a vest, that can tend to be a sock. Where, where do you think? Do you think you'll find it in a very expensive shop? Even today, I'm telling you, even today, I've not seen. Let me leave it. Maybe I'll say something. I don't want to say. He shall must behave. Hey, today. Disorganized. It's very important to be taught. Because servanthood is taught. taught. Servanthood is to be taught. You are to be taught. Look at your neighbor. Are you taught? It isn't there. Let me tell you, you are not being taught against something that is not there. You are not an empty blanket. It's because in you there's already things that are naturally destroying you. There are behaviors, there are thoughts, there are patterns that are destroying you. So that's why when it comes to the issue of servanthood, most of us, we naturally, naturally, without God, we have pride. So if I were to leave you, like if you were to imagine the world without any God or anything, let me tell you, it would have been very worse. Oh, you don't get it. Oh, oh. Listen, listen. If you don't believe it. How say whole? If you don't believe it. How we whole? 
Alright. Pre-1994, there was God in the assemblies. And they would preach our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. The moment they removed God, are your schools better? So now they, they removed out of the national anthem. Most of you didn't see it. They took out a part. Oh, you, you forgot it, some of you. You don't know it, some of you. You didn't see it. You've been releasing. What national anthem are you listening to? You were busy. They took it out. They took the Holy Spirit. They said, take this out. Is your country better? Are you liking it now? Are you liking it for the chiefs? Because when you leave people to their natural tendencies, the, the obvious outcome is corruption. Listen, let me ask you. In your life, was there someone who sat down and said, my friend, this is how you lie. But if I were to ask you how many lies you did today, today, you must fail. That's why we need to be taught against our natural proclivity. So the, the reason why we preach about servanthood is because despite your, your natural tendency to think that you are good, but there is a natural tendency for you to not want to become a servant of anyone. Yeah, because naturally everybody because, because we are very judgmental, we think that we are good in something. We are good people. So, so sometimes when you preach things about servanthood, you always say, but me, I do this, me. But the truth is, then your nature doesn't want to serve. In actual reality, 95% of the time where you have served for real, you started to complain too quickly. Money. Then I don't want to be anybody's servant. What should I bring? That's why sometimes some of you, even when you are friends, because I want to give you something. Uh, 
friendship gone That's why after Uruma Sanzer apologized, I go room and show me. Bila Bila and I ignore the phone to say, because Kabo, how feel with that? As we go out, maybe you don't get it. Naturally, we have to teach you that it is more godly to serve. But you, 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 you can't listen. You can't serve. Yes. Most let me leave it. Hey, that one. Hey. The Lord forgive me for even almost thinking that. I was like, ah. But but most of us, the only reason we end up serving is when we want to use someone for business. For an advantage of promotion. And the moment you get that promotion. Of a marriage. Before marriage, you could jump a hula hoop of fire, go under a chair, move spinning kicks, jump over a mountain. After you are married, you're like, why don't you, baby, I'm not why are you sending me? But you were bringing cookies for the men during marriage. All of a sudden, you can't cook. So, in actual reality, we have to justify our selfish intentions to serve. So, it is not coming from the character of Christ. So, 95% of the fights maybe I have seen in church. Because I've been doing church for some time. It's someone not wanting to serve someone. Yeah, it's just someone who says, hey, this, this person is making me serve too much. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Never be lacking in zeal. Serving the Lord. Oh, but keep but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Not lacking in zeal. Oh, you're not lacking in zeal. Do you know that actually let me today? God must forgive me. Come on, sir. 
I'm worried for our, our visitors. Probably I must say it nicely. Listen. Mamel. It is it is a spiritual sign when you are a servant. When your ego does not get affected by serving. The Bible says, not lacking in zeal and fervor. Serving the Lord. Listen, if you remember a time you served the Lord more, than now, it means you are not obeying this verse. Because the word of God says you should never lack zeal. It, it's surprising that you would have a natural argument for a spiritual compartment. Hey, Bishop, you feel like demon one use. Hey, Bishop, I feel like this man is using me. Look, I, I, I wish you could understand what I'm saying in the proportions of understanding. The danger is that you may be becoming too spiritually soft. You are easily offended. And the moment you are offended, your zeal dies. Unfortunately, I didn't see the dance today. Yes, yes. You, you are busy dancing. Like, if, if me, I was, I mean, I want to be part of the dance team. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm a bishop, so I can't be dancing. But if, if it was me, yeah, but even in my marriage, my wife saw it's not working, this thing. So I, I saw during our, our dance team, some, some are dancing, some, you know? But there are some people who have my feet. You love this thing. You love it. Yes, but your, your feet are coming. Are coming to the love. Your feet are not there, but they are coming. It's coming there. Yeah, and we can see your love. We can see your zeal. We can see your favor. Oh, when now when somebody comes and tells you, "Oh look, ah, you we have a problem with your feet," and then we see you lose all courage. Oh, I remember someone says to me, Oh, Bishop, why do you sing? Your voice is not. I said, I like it. And I will sing because I like it. Should I stop doing what I love with fervor that I know that God receives my worship? Because I am offended by someone's opinion. Someone's opinion about my serving God.
Do you know there's a tendency of people who are not performing to always say the performers Look at your name and say, do not lack zeal. Do not lack fervor. Are you hearing me here today? Amen. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians chapter 3 verse 23. Go quickly there. It says whatever you do. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. Either it be at your home in the church. Either be uh, with your husband or your wife, uh, either be it with your boss, uh, he says, Whatever you do, it's, uh, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, Do your work heartily. As for the Lord than for men. It means that you must ignore the men. You must learn to ignore the men. Do you know that people will not see the person you love the way you love them? Yes, it's a fact. Just like it's very true when you when you are also married. Not everyone understands your wife the way you understand her. Then someone will say to you, when are you okay with the way your wife was calling you? But another person will come and say, mm. Yeah, mm. Did you see how your wife is calling you? Is that submission? Yeah. Do you see how your wife is calling you? And when not tonight, it means tonight you are not going to sleep with your wife. Crying over a how she said, Come here. And she always says, come here. But all of a sudden, because another person said, did you hear? Then they say, oh. And now Tonight you won't sleep. You are going to cause a fight with your wife. Because you are okay. You are happy. You have not learned the art of ignoring men and looking at God. So you are in church, you are serving God. You are doing a dance, you love dancing, you, you are doing drama, you love drama. This is not idols here where we are judging people. 
Do what you love wholeheartedly. Devote, commit yourself with it wholeheartedly. We are doing what we do to express our love for God. We are serving to express our heart for God. Maybe I should change the topic. The book of Exodus 23 verse 25. It says, but you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread. And your water. And I will remove sickness in the midst of you. You see, when you serve the Lord, the Lord looks at your heart and he blesses you. The Lord blesses you for the heart of servitude. The Bible says Moses, listen, one of the greatest, most of us did not know why God chose Moses. But the Bible says, Moses the humblest person on earth. Which means he was willing to serve at every level. God will bless you. When you serve the Lord and don't allow your ego, God will bless you. God will bless your water. God will bless your food. And he will remove sickness from amongst you. Servitude attracts the heart of God to you. Your servitude will attract the mind of God towards you. When Joseph was gifted, when Joseph could see visions, but Joseph did not have a servant heart. He did not have a servant heart. He did not have a heart to understand. He was still trying to rule over his brothers. God had to take him through a process to break him, to make a servant out of him, to make a servant out of him, to make a servant out of him. And only then when he was a servant he was attracting blessings he was attracting blessings and the Lord made him forget and the Lord made him forget all the trials he'd been going through when Moses was still in Pharaoh's house wearing the linen of Pharaoh when walking with the kings walking in the midst of prime ministers God says I know you have the skill I know you have the capacity I know you have the etiquette but you don't have a servant heart I need to put you at the back of the desert I need you to take off the robes until you can become humble until you are ready to serve until you are ready to lead in servitude 
I don't know about what you're going through. But I want to tell you today that gain a heart of serving. Gain a heart of serving. Gain a heart of serving. Gain a heart of serving without being tired. Gain a heart of serving without ego. Gain a heart to serve without pride. Gain a heart to be broken in front of the Lord. Gain a heart to serve wholeheartedly. Your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. We live in a generation of people who are easily offended. You can't argue or discuss anything with anyone anymore without them being offended. Uh, you, you'll be told that if you disagree with them, they will hang themselves. Because you are offensive. Did you not know that being easily offended is a sign of pride? Yeah, you are not sensitive, you are prideful. Listen, to change your mind, it must take a level of offense to change your mind. Listen, you can if you can't receive an opinion different from you, then you will never grow. But pray to God. Oh, I know there are some people who are extremely sensitive. Oh, the Lord must save you from that. Because you will keep on running away from what's supposed to protect you. God is trying to grow you, but you run away. God is trying to change you, but you run away. You are too sensitive to be used. You are too sensitive to be a servant. You are too sensitive to take a rebuke. Some wives, you can never hear the husband say to them, you are wrong. Because she will cry. Or she will argue. You are too sensitive. Leading people does not want oversensitive people. You must lower your pride. Sometimes you think too much of yourself. That's why you have become too sensitive. So that when somebody says, oh, you are useless. Oh, you, you are. You, you, hey. Top gasket, floor gaskets, all gaskets, they explode. Who told you that you are beautiful? Look at yourself. Hey, sis. Ah. Sis. Ah. All, all of a sudden, your day is changed. Yeah, the, woman, the woman now is crying for five hours. Because one person said you are ugly. 
musadu ulla five hours subano na mtete ngumuvi. Do you know that someone negative can ruin all the compliments, even if they were a thousand? But you can't lead people if you are that sensitive. The blessing of the Lord will fall on you when you start to serve. And you can't serve when you are sensitive. You are just about to quit and you don't know it if you are too sensitive. Sensitive people miss opportunities. Servitude needs you to grow humility. When I tell you you are lazy, it's the truth. Some of you are very lazy. Most, most women who look very... I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You find that someone is extremely lazy. Mm. There was a lady when I was young. She used to be proper. Like when you see proper makeup, expensive, expensive branded items all over. I remember because her mother was the pastor. So I was walking out. I don't know if we were driving. And then she says to me, No, 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 no. Hey, my, my daughter. I wonder who's going to marry her. Hey. My daughter is lazy. And even today, you see all the makeup she has on. All the room is a mess. For her to put on all that makeup, she messed up the whole room. Are you getting it? Man. There's some boys here. In their lives, they will only know two verbs. Sleeping and waking up. Those are the two doing words they will do. Listen. Unless somebody confronts you with that truth, you think you are normal. Transformation is offensive. Transformation is offensive. I have to risk 
offending you to tell you the truth. Now telling you the truth in love does not mean I will not offend you. Because some, I remember I was talking to someone and I said, oh, sometimes you must be honest. And then they said, you must tell the truth in love. And I said, what is the definition of the love you are saying? Because many people use that word, you must tell the truth, being nice. And sometimes trying to negate around the truth makes you end up lying. Growth is offensive. If you really want to transform, you must face the things in your life that will offend you. If you really want to be a servant of God, you must face the things in your life that offend you. In the first three years of this ministry, I had to face an offensive truth. You don't know what you are doing. You are failing. I had to face it. I did not have to... If... If I did not face that reality, I wouldn't have changed. If I didn't accept that offense, I would have To serve the Lord will deal with your ego. To get this blessing, it looks easy. He says, and he shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread, and thy water, and to God to take away sickness from you. It looks simple. But servitude will take all pride out of you. You see, when you are, and I'm closing with this statement right now, when you are confronted with the truth of servanthood, is that when somebody offends you, you first ask yourself the question, was I wrong or were they wrong? I they telling the truth, even though it's brutal. Or am I deceived? May God make us true servants in this house. May we never be too high to do anything in the house of the Lord. May we not be too blessed to not do anything in the house of the Lord. Listen, servanthood is tested by men but approved by God. Yeah, which means you will have to serve a man for so God to approve you or else you are not serving. 
I'm just going to close with the scripture. The book of Psalms. Sorry, Exodus chapter 20, verse 19. That one I'll open next week. It says, Serving with all humility. And with tears. So it means, number one, serving will make you humble. Number two, serving will make you cry. And 95% of the tears are pride. And with trials. Amen. And with trials. What are trials? Servitude had three things. Number one, humility, tears, and trials. If you are a worker in this house, you must expect these three. That sometimes there will be tears. Sometimes there will be trials. But definitely there must be humility. Because that's the only way to overcome the tears of serving. Listen. You are not the first person to be overlooked even though you work the hardest. I have worked for many I have worked for many many people. And humbly so. Not seeking suffering. I would even swear you know here I was just doing but not being recognized. How many times my heart was broken when people misused my trust. Oh, the tears of servitude are too many. The trials of servitude are too many. How the things I have, and I, I'm still going through, but I'm seeing the blessing of serving. Because serving will, will, will break you until it changes you. And it isn't serving God makes us better. I'm finished. Thanks for listening. 
please share with others, share the pod on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news, you can follow Bishop Blessing Libebe on Instagram at blessing.patuchezo and Facebook at Patuchezo Blessing Libebe. You can also follow Dwellers the Courtridge on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellers.tc and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Court. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.